Yo. What up, what up? What up, though? What's going Yo. on, man? We passed the century mark, man. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all gravy from here, man. Yeah, it's just cake, bro. <laughs> Professionals at this shit now. We don't even have to prep no more. Just show up. <laughs> just start throwing. We should do like rappers who freestyle. You'd be like, give me a word. Give me a word. <laughs> <laughs> get a beat behind it. <laughs> like, we talk about anything for an hour. Just get... <laughs> we just, matter of fact, we just going to start taking suggestions on like IG Live. Of like shit to talk about. We oh, we should do that shit one day. Do like a lot. Do like a live show almost. Yeah, we like not on not on actually a live show, but put the phone down there. Have that. Have the IG. Oh, you yeah, the live stream where they just like throw shit out there. Yeah, that that would be good. That's asking. No. Trouble. Yeah, no, no, no one would come on. No. <laughs> or some random. Fuckers. We'll get some random bot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yo, welcome back, everybody, to the Carbon Footprint Podcast. Episode 101, he is Juan and I'm Sean, and every week we get together, have a few drinks, talk about things going on in the world, try to focus on things, making an impact, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise, and in the, in the, in the spirit of the upcoming summer, we are hitting y'all with some summer drinks. Hit him with the drink. Yo, Sean came through today with some with with, with the foofy of all foofy with the most <laughs> delicious chick in the world, bro. <laughs> it was like two white chicks. Bro, out I felt yeah, I felt like I should be out this bitch in a bikini and like a boa. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is good, man. It's a blackberry cucumber gin spritzer. Yep. Is that what it is? I get it right? All right. So, and um, yo, this shit was good, man. We muddled um about five blackberries and mint in the bottom of the glass or the bottom of the shaker glass actually threw in the shot of the Rangpur gin threw in a shot of blackberry simple syrup which you'll probably have to make which is basically just take simple syrup and let it infuse with the blackberries right with like muddled up blackberries in there actually man if you make it from scratch it's like water sugar and and the blackberries blackberries, yeah which which is crazy man when i made it um the the instructions were like oh you know it's really simple and it is but it's a cup of water, a cup of sugar. Oh yeah, it's one one, bro. It's I was like, and, and I'm thinking, no way. This is this is gonna be like clay. No, it's an it insulin shot, bro. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. But it's, yeah, and and the blackberries, you essentially like you just bring it to a boil for about three minutes, and then take it off and let it sit. Dude, it's like, did I just make high fructose corn yeah. syrup? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I make it, it feels wrong. Yep. It's so crazy, man, how much is in that. But yeah, All right, so, so go ahead, hit him. So shot, shot, shot of that gin, shot of that simple syrup, um, shake it, and then pour it in a, in a rocks glass. Or yeah, I guess we, yeah. we're using a rocks yeah. glass with uh, ice, squeeze in half a lime, and then uh, top off with a little bit of Sprite, and then clap a mint on the top for a garnish. Did I get, I get it all right? Y'all going to have to check the IG for the Yeah, we're going to have to put it on the IG because Listen, he might have got it out of order. There. This shit was fancy, yo. We needed line cooks and fucking and sous chefs. and all. Sean had all kinds of shit going on, man. It was, yeah, it was so good, on, though. On, but on top, right? So I think the, 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 the lime juice you put in with the drink. So you do the, you do the blackberry with the mint. Yeah. Muddle that, right? Yep. Shot of gin. Shout out the the blackberry simple syrup. Squeeze half a lime. So you get like an ounce of lime juice. Squeeze half a lime. Shake that up. Get your rocks glass. Put the ice in it. Pour that in. Just splash it with Sprite. And then um, clap the mint. So you garnish with the mint. And just like a sliver of cucumber. 
Oh, that's right. I left out the cucumber on and the top. Then, and, the, and the cucumber is important scent. because it the is, scent bro, from the scent. cucumber yep. changes the entire profile. Which, if you're watching on IG, that's not what we're drinking right now. We had too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> because it is like a filling drink. Because and I think it's because of, of the sugar. Because of the sugar, yeah, yeah. So by like drink three, you start to feel bloated. So we had to switch it up. And then now we're doing like our, our usual gin and tonic with the St. Germain and stuff in it. But um, yeah, y'all got to try the uh, the gin. We'll, we'll have the photo up and then the yep. um, the recipe on our IG. So if you're not following us on there at the Carbon Football Podcast on Instagram, y'all should do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what you are doing with your life. Yeah, yeah. You missing out on, you know. No, no, on memes and uh, and, and fancy <laughs> and, drink, and fancy, and fancy drinks, drinks. <laughs> and potentially alive. You never know. <laughs> you should definitely be following. All right, man. Yo, my conference of the week is going out to an anonymous donor, actually, man. So I don't really know who it's going out to, but essentially, um, there is a um a college in Texas. Let's see if I get this name right, um, Wiley College. And it's been in Texas for, or they've been in business for about 150 years. Um, it is uh, HBCU. And they recently had a graduating class of over 100 students. And um, an anonymous donor came through and paid off all of the graduating students' uh, balances. Oh, that's dope. So I was like, that's awesome. So I can't, I mean, I can't shout out who, who did it, but... Just somebody else kind of making a difference in at least, you know, 100 plus people's lives. Um, the the bill came out to about 300K, which is not crazy, you know, for, for that many people going to not college. Yeah. And I saw that number and I was just like, huh, like maybe this college is, is really not, not that expensive. And actually, man, the college has um, a focus on social good and leadership. And part of that, part of their sort of motto um, is, is trying, trying to bring down tuition. So like the four, I guess the four year um, tuition, which also covers uh, like fees and room and board, 17.5. Oh, wow. That's, that is That's good. That's really good. Really good. What, yeah. that, what is that? About a little over four grand a, a year? Yeah. Wow, good for them, man. That's cool. Yeah, so so I was like, man, that's awesome. And their their um, their motto is like, go forth inspired. And, and and you go, man, at 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 even at twenty, even at twenty k, which is which is not. If you had tw- if you were twenty k coming out of college, that's reasonable, super reasonable, right? I mean, like all of us, and not yeah, not not some, but the 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 vast majority of us are going out and buying cars for way more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these days you're paying double that for almost anything at this yep. point. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. That's awesome, dude. That Dude, I saw a story this week. Um, So that guy did it anonymously, man. I, I saw this week, Um, you know, Evan Spiegel? He was a former CEO of a Snapchat. No, he is a Snap. I think he's the current CEO of Snapchat. And then his wife, uh, Miranda Kerr, who she she um that, that, that name sounds familiar she's former victoria's secret model and then now no, she's the no ceo one. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know sean i had the she's the ceo of an organics cosmetic company that's how i knew her liar because <laughs> i sir i am focused on the mind and not the body <laughs> but um they uh they, i guess they they were giving a speech at the uh, commencement for these um it's a, called Otis College of Arts and Design, and it's in L.A. Um, and then something like 77% of the student body here is people of color, and over 90% of the students receive financial aid at this college. Okay. And um, I thought it was cool, man. Uh, during the speech, uh, 
They say, uh, we know that for most of you and your families, the shared burden of student debt is a heavy price that you paid for an exceptional oldest college education. We understand that this debt can compromise your future and limit your creative ambitions. We do not want to see this happen. We want to empower your imagination, your creativity, and your innovation. And so with that, they announced that like they're basically donating the money to the school, and then the school would use it to pay off these kids' um, tuition. Oh, wow. So it's about $10 million. Oh, for, for shit. Debt. Yeah, man. <laughs> what school is this? Otis College of uh, Art and Design, man. The hell is so that? It's cool, like, man. Is that fucking Ivy League school a couple or what? People, it's just an art school in I'm LA, not... man. It's just like a, I guess, like a private arts college, man. And I thought, I just thought of when you mentioned that that guy paid that off. These guys did something similar this week. Um, I thought it was cool, man. Uh, it, it's funny because like the whole the current administration, right, got I guess uh, a lot of movement with the whole they're gonna forgive college debt or college debt yep. or whatever. Um, and I feel like no one's talking about. What are you doing about just the pricing? Like, for, like you should be more focused on the fact that you have to pay off college debt for people. You know what I mean? Like, right. so I feel like uh, it's cool that we have people like this that do do this for, um, you know, for for, for other people. But uh, I wish that we would have conversations around why it is that we need this in the first place. Right. And and, that, and that's why I thought that this that this college, this Wiley College in Texas, was exceptional because mm-hmm. I go, man, you know, sub twenty k for you know a four year degree is is phenomenal and and no one should complain no one in no one in america should complain about that absolutely not no no and 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 listen man and shout out to my alma mater wgu where i got my degree they're they kind of have a similar philosophy where it's all online um but i think they run you something at the time that i went like thirty four hundred dollars a semester okay which is probably about seven grand a year however a semester for them was six months and they didn't limit how many classes you can take in a semester. Right, so you could bang out as much as you want. You bang out 12, for that for that for that thirty four hundred dollars. So yeah, really, sure. the pricing. I mean, I knew people who for the seven grand got four year degrees because yeah. they did it in twelve months. Man, they went balls to the wall and just because um the model of it and, and the way they do classes, like you can test out of classes on day one. And so for me, it was great because there's certain classes uh, or subjects that I already sort of knew. And so I would take what they let you do is take a practice exam. Yep. If you score above a certain grade on the practice exam, they let you just take the final. So you can do that all in the same day. That's crazy. It was great, bro. man. It was, a, awesome. it was a great way to do it because they're basically <laughs> like, we're not going to waste your time if you know this. So you just sort of you did the practice exam like day one for every class. And then what that also did was they catered sort of the information that they fed you based on how you scored. So you didn't do well in these areas. Like you knew all this. So they fed you the information of based on how you scored stuff. So this is a great school. But yeah, it it was similar philosophy of you shouldn't have to like sort of break the bank to go to school. Um, Obviously very affordable. And that price also included all the material, books, webcams, everything. Yeah. 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 So it's cool, man. So um, yeah, that's dope to see, to see like, you know, certain, uh, whether it's whether it's universities or or like like pop, I call them pop up schools, yeah. right? That people just kind of put together that they're trying, you know, di- different routes where they know that we've been doing school the same way for a very long time, right? You figure since the, what since like the eighteen hundreds, basically, man, nineteen. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's got to be at least the early nineteen hundreds where you, you're trying to you're trying to pump out workers. Yeah. Yeah, other cogs in a wheel. Yeah. We haven't shifted the mentality to the kind of people we need now. Um, which is also why you have this I think you're you're seeing it now. We're coming to a head with um employees or lack thereof. And um and it because we also have an education system that isn't wasn't prepared to sort of to shift right. in this in today's world. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out, man. 
but I definitely, man, shout out to to, to these people. Like, uh, whoever that was, man, anonymous donor, man, it's awesome to just, just, you know, you have the means to be able to do that for people. And, you know, you never know. What the, how, we always talk here, but, man, you never know what that gift's going to mean to someone, uh, 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 you know, debt that they don't have to pay off or whatever. Or what You know, so so shout, shout out to those guys, man. That's Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. All right, what you got? Yo, man, I got a, um, my karma football this week, man. I'm losing myself here, man, because it's not an asshole one. Um, this is like a couple of weeks in a row. I know, man. I got to get back on my shit, bro. I don't. I think I've been drinking too much, man. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Next I don't week, like it. We're not drinking. <laughs> I'm too we're happy. Coming, we're coming in here <laughs> right off the bat. I'm coming in here just happy. I don't like it, bro. <laughs> but, but I think this one touched me as a dad, man. Um, uh, my carbon footprint goes out to this guy named uh, Gordon Hartman, uh, and Gordon built a an amusement park for his daughter who is disabled. So she has, um, she, she has this, she has the, the sort of the cognitive understanding of a five-year-old. And she also has a form of autism. Um, and so he was recalling incidents in his mind where when she was a kid, you know, they would be say at the pool at a public pool and she would get in and approach kids and start talking. But obviously it's, you know, for other kids, it's sort of awkward. Like they don't know how to handle someone who, right. Who, who's, who basically suffers from these conditions. And so, and he, and what he was saying was, is that he was asking around to other people with kids who had, who were disabled, like, Hey, where do you take your kids? Like, I want to take her around other kids who think like her or who act like her or because, other kids don't want to be around her and I don't, and she's so happy and so joyful. And I, and I want to give her the opportunity to sort of express that and be around people. Right. Um, and, and I guess what he found was that nothing existed. And so he set off on this mission, man. He, he was already sort of a, a real estate developer. I saw he made a lot of his money and, um, he set off to build this amusement park that was strictly uh, for disabled kids. So the merry-go-round have these, the way the platforms are set up are so that kids in wheelchairs and all that could be on the merry-go-round and they go up and down okay. and it turns in a circle. Um, all the sides, everything was basically accessible for them. And this is back in 2007. He set to do this. The park opened in 2008, cost him about $34 million to build. Damn. The park loses about a million dollars a year. So he counts on donations and fundraising and all that to sort of keep it open. But he's constantly still investing into the park to make it better and to add components to it. Yeah. Does, does it lose money because the people that go there just don't have it? And then I think it's just operating costs or something like that. They probably just don't have enough people. And maybe if he raised prices, he could probably cover it a little, but, but maybe it makes it inaccessible for others. So he's, it's sort of like he's, I'm not in this to make money, right. sort of in this to, to, for the cause, if you will. Um, so it was really cool to man to see this. Um, so he called it and his, his so the daughter's name is Morgan. Um, Morgan Hartman and the the name of the amusement park is actually called Morgan's Wonderland, which I thought was awesome. Oh, that's so cool. cool. And uh, and the reason it popped up again, so even though this opened back in 2010, was that this year he completed actually this month he completed a water park, same thing. And the water park is fully accessible to disabled kids. So whether you're in a wheelchair, or and then um, what I loved about it is that he's consulted with medical physicians, with therapists, with psychologists, with everything to basically um, provide services there and and give expertise so that they know they can cater to like all kinds of kids with special needs. Um, so yeah, man, just saw that man. I thought like the love that you have for your kids has like no bounds. Like for you to do that and then be retired and do and then just go like I'm gonna put in all this work so that my daughter can have a place but not just my daughter but people like my daughter and then you know like, like yeah. i'm like man what other things in life will make you do stuff like that man and i'm like there's not many so he's, he's retired 
Yeah. He's That's retired. Awesome. He do, made a lot of money doing his stuff, yeah. but he's put it all into sort of doing this. Like, I'm thinking, man, like he, he started he his business to do this. Yeah, and it's like even even for him, right? To 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 go through, um, you know, to, or to have his sort of his 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 money maker be um, be real estate, and then he goes, "I'm going to totally switch it," and now this is my new focus. You know, he has like almost like a second life. Yeah, as far as, as, work, far is as concerned. work is concerned, man, and it's so cool, dude. He so he ever since it opened, he's had over a million visitors from sixty-seven countries, and from all fifty states in the U.S. A third of the staff has disabilities, and entrance is free to any guest with a condition. So if you go take your disabled, that's why he's, that's he's the losing, operating loss. Yep, that's the operating loss. So it's just it, it's a beautiful. Uh, Thing, man, I can't believe I haven't heard of it. So he's like, we open every year knowing that we're going to lose over a million dollars and we need to recover that through fundraising and partners. Um, so this year, the theme park was expanded with the opening of Morgan's Inspiration Island, a fully accessible water park. So the water park is called Morgan's Inspiration Island. So just just a cool so ass thing, this? man. In Texas. Oh. So, man, the park is in Texas. I'm trying to get the bigger in Texas. Yeah. I'm trying to get the name of the city that it's in. But Google Morgan's Wonderland, guys. Um, I think I'm definitely going to add this to the list of the things. I want to see how they fundraise and what they do because it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, I, I would love to 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 participate somehow in something like that because, um, yeah, man, I, I just thought it's in San Antonio. Okay. So I was trying to find where it was. So, um, yeah, I, I've never heard of a facility like this. I've seen parks that have sections for kids like this, but um, for the entire park to be catered. And if you go on the site, man, and they have pictures of, of you know, everything from kids with cerebral palsy to – um, you know, like autism to Down syndrome to everything, and and these kids are in a park and they're just having a good time. They're normal kids and they're around other kids like them, and, and yep. it's just really cool, man. So I, I saw that story, man, and, and really inspired me to to just um, again, man, just think about like what other things in life are you willing to sort of go that that far for, man? Like, and your there, kids, there's will. nothing like your kids, man, no, right? Man. Like, really, you're. Do. I mean, you'll give up. I mean, you know, women do it all the time, right? They give up, give up careers. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, give up, give up. Uh, and I wouldn't say give up sort of aspirations, but I think that when you have kids, sometimes your aspirations change. Do but and then they also make you give up your own happiness, right? Like kids will make you forego your happiness, um, so that sort of for theirs, man. And I think they're, they're the only like. Uh, it's like the only thing in life you can think about that you sort of put before you almost unequivocally. Most parents, not all, but right. like most parents, where you just go like you, you, you really do do that, and and it's like selfless, and you know, there's no, it's unconditional love, if you will. Um, so yeah, man, I just saw that. I thought it was so cool, man, and, and to see that the park and watching the pictures of it, it just it just looks so cool, man. And they yeah. literally have like water rides and something like like a Splash Mountain type thing, and it's just so cool, man, that yeah. they put in this. But no, it's true, man. Like seeing seeing your kids happy. Like makes you happy, absolutely. Um, man. You know this this past weekend um, for my birthday, we went we went. Uh, my, my my wife got all the guys in the family. Uh, Juan came along with us because he's family. Yeah, man. Um, and we went on a on like a deep sea fishing trip um, in the Gulf, and um, it was so cool. And I, you know, it was funny. Like before we went on the, before we went on the boat, I was thinking about oh, like hopefully I catch a bunch of fish, blah 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 blah, right. And it, it turns out that I was really just kind of like helping my three sons and then finding joy in them catching their fish and why it's fun, you know, like watching them have anxiety and, and when they, and, and when they first, cause let me tell you, when he dropped the line, one of my sons, he was very vocal and he's just like, 
oh my god i have like so much anxiety and then they, and then they, <laughs> they, they think they feel shit but it's not it's like the waves yeah and, and, and i kept telling them i'm just like i'm just like no man listen like when it bites like or or, or when it hooks you're gonna know yeah like you're yeah yeah there's, it's unmistakable yeah right <laughs> Um, but but to watch them to watch them kind of go through that and then and then pull one up, you know, and and their excitement. I had excitement on one side. Another one of my sons um, pulled up a fish that he didn't even know he had one hooked. He was just kind of bring it up to check his bait. I guess he didn't feel it. But then when he brings it over the boat and it and sees it flop on the boat, he was like, "Oh man, like I don't I don't really want to kill it." Like, can we just throw it back in? Toss it back in? And I was like, no, bro, that's food. <laughs> Be like, you can look the other way. I'm going to toss it back in. Wink, wink. <laughs> and then I had my last son who didn't want to go. And then poor guy, he didn't catch anything. <laughs> so I think I think for him, he was just like, yeah, like had a good, you know, I think he, afterwards he told me like, yeah, I had a good time, but, you know, I'm yeah, he good. Wanted to catch I'm good. When you I'm good on the fish. I'm good on the fish. That was a that was a great weekend, man. I had a great weekend. I appreciate you guys including me in that, man. That was that was such a cool time. But even like me, I got I go for the hang. I think I was telling you before, like I almost go expecting not to catch anything, yeah. and I go for the hang, man. It was it's cool to just talk shit. And it's funny, man. That you say that about the kids because at first I went, damn, man, that sucks. Sean, Sean can't fish because I seen you sort of working and you come right. back and forth. But and it did dawn on me at some point in time. I went, you know what, man? He's probably having equally as much fun be watching the boys. Yeah. And he said you're baiting and stuff for them. You're doing that stuff for them and you're just like no man you guys have fun like uh, just that in itself like you said watching them catch stuff and do that like it's gonna be fun for you so yep. just like again man you're just like i'm not here for me you're here for the for the hang and to do that stuff but yeah i, I thought i was there i thought i was there for me until we got there yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah then you realize real quick like no matter how old your kids are it doesn't so, matter man dude i thought you know the age of your boys that they'd be pretty self-sufficient nope. right yeah it's like you no know, nah, when, when, when anything new right you yeah, know, it's never. Like, it was even you know watching them, um, you know drop drop the line into the water and then like letting go of the reel too fast. Oh, and then, and the, and whole then thing you get the whole <laughs> right, the whole shit gets tangled. So it's like, no, I got to keep your thumb on it. Like, so I'm just giving them. I'm sitting there when the guy came on the boat. One of the one of the crewmen came over to where where the kids were and gave the instruction. I I knew it because I had done 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 it a few times. Yeah, yeah. but I go. No way these guys are remembering that. <laughs> and sure enough, bro, all of them. Hey, listen, some of the adults I was with didn't know it. I'm not going to name any names because I like them. <laughs> but y'all know. <laughs> I, had a couple, <laughs> I had to hook bait and everything for a couple people. <laughs> Y'all know who you are. Y'all know who you are. <laughs> and they were like, uh, uh, and they did the same thing, bro. They let the line go, and the whole thing was spooled. <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to untangle it for them and fix it. Yo, it was hilarious. So I had my own kid I was looking after. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's when you go like, here, bro, take mine. And you go fix this shit. It's already in the water. I th <laughs> <laughs> that's so something I would do. I'm surprised I did it. Oh my god! Oh, but it, it was a good time, man. I, I had a great weekend, man. That's that's awesome, that's awesome dude. It's so cool. So, yo, from that, from the good stories, man. Let's get into this. Uh, you seen this mass shooting in Buffalo, man? I heard about it, but I didn't see like a lot of like I've seen little snippets here and there of what it might have yeah. been, but like not, not. You know, it's funny, man. As I saw the alerts and I saw people sending me stuff, and it was Saturday when we were like out there. Oh, and I just yeah. went, Nah, I'm not ruining my um. Yep, yeah. My weekend, I'm I good. I don't, don't want to read space. about people dying. Yeah, I don't want to read about that shit. And then I go, this is gonna 
gonna be another one next week. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was like, and there was, wasn't there like another dude, something like a few three days later, or four like in the same day or Fuck, something dude. crazy. I don't know, man. But this one, I'm sure uh, most of you heard about this. Um, Buffalo, New York, uh, Peyton Gendron, which I, I hate even saying people's name because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to give anybody like I don't want to give people that I deem to be sort of like that that do bad shit uh, publicity. But um, this guy went into a predominantly uh, black neighborhood and went into um, a local grocery store and and planned it out and went in there and killed, he shot 13 people, killed 10 of them. Um, and then th- three of them, three of them, obviously the injured, I don't know if they have life-threatening injuries or not, um, but I don't know how old he was, but he's a young kid. Yeah, he was like he's 20, like, like, in, like in his 20s. Yeah, like, yep. Dude, I saw a, a clip of somebody saying that because they were standing next to a black person to talk to, it was a white guy. Okay. And I can't remember if he shot at him or he told them something like get away from that person or something. But the guy was like, I, mean, I was targeted because I was next to a black person, like, or because I was talking to a black person or whatever. <laughs> bro, and I was like, now nah, imagine being black, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, like this guy's whining, like, crying. like, listen, I know he went through a traumatic experience, but it was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I was targeted because I was by a black person or I was I like my or whoever he was talking to or something in the supermarket was black. I'm like. All right, bro. But now imagine being the black person. There. Like the fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. So like, bitch, you could have moved. Bitch, you yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did see like this guy's sort of ideology. Um, I, I saw the a picture of the gun, and he had written things on there like um, a bunch of racist like, shit. Save right? the race, or like right. you know we're we're losing out on our race. He's basically thinking that white people are in danger. And that he needs to sort of like eliminate black folks so that they don't eliminate the white race. It's a dude. The rhetoric is very similar to like uh, Tucker Carlson has like a lot of this weird like really? um yeah a lot of this like white people are sort of like oppressed sort of mentality in this whole shit. Yeah. Um. And I know. Listen, I don't watch Tucker Carlson a lot for obvious reasons, but like. I do. I had made it a point in the past to sort of see it because I like to expose myself to sort of the different. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like, I want what feeds your crazy bro or what is it? Just being Tucker Carlson is someone that to me that very much is performative. Like I don't think he believes like half of the shit that he says. Um, I think he does it for the ratings and he does it to pander to a base and he does it because he obviously gets a lot of money to think that way. Um, so I don't necessarily think he believes the shit he says. But I wonder, man, if you got to look at shit like this and go, fuck, man, I'm causing like a lot of harm. I don't like be, because I don't these, know. because I, mean, I hate the narrative that these guys suffer from not. a mental illness. Right. Like this guy right. has written fucking manifestos online about the white race and all this shit. I go, you didn't suddenly get stupid, bro. Like or, or you didn't suddenly get this mental illness like you, you you're capable of writing manifestos that are pretty like they were worded, you know, like uh, uh, in a pretty mature, eloquent way for a racist you know like narrative and then suddenly like i hate that we give him this pass like oh it's mental illness like no fuck that some people are just dicks bro <laughs> like but i will say so and one of the stories that i read was um kind of going into this guy's diary and so some of his some of his history goes back into like high school where he seems to be even troubled back then where where um they were like you know almost like oh what do you want to do after graduation and and this guy was sort of um, heard saying, I want to do like a mass shooting. And and so much so that it got reported and then somebody brought him in for like a mental health evaluation. Um, but it wasn't, you know, the guy wasn't arrested or anything like that. So it wasn't necessarily on his record. Um, but then he they, they also went into, the guy had like an online diary. 
and you could see in his diary that he was he was really struggling with his thoughts and even goes in in his diary goes like fuck like i don't even like i might be mentally i might I might suffer from a mental illness like he even says that and 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 then, and then he goes like he talked about not really wanting to do it but i guess during during covid sort of had a lot of time to 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 research shit and right so he was going on these message boards and some of these messages and, and they they mentioned it in the article but i'm not even going to mention it affirmation instead of information but it's essentially right so it's like these and, and he and he was um in his diary he would go like man like i'm struggling with this like i don't think this is probably the right thing to do but i'm not really sure and then essentially he would go on these message boards and message boards would would kind of get him hyped you up know, again. hype him up yeah and um and and he even uh talked about being suicidal he wanted wanted to kill himself so Just do that yeah i mean yeah but but again like i i don't know what it's like to be i'm not i don't feel sorry for the guy but i just yeah. go like i don't feel sorry for him in the fact that like like you you went the wrong way and then you you killed all these people but man like i wonder and i don't want i don't want to know what that's like but i wonder what that's like to be in a in, in inside of a head of somebody like that who is struggling with his own life yeah i, I struggle with um I guess empathizing with these guys because I feel like to an extent you could make an argument that we all suffer from some sort of mental illness. And then I feel like it's become such a buzzword now that we use it too loosely. Oh, that's like, interesting. Like, I, I feel like everyone, you do. I'm a little weird, right? Like I, I'll be the first to. Yeah, I mean, we all are, right? Yeah, we all are. So, 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 so then where's the line between you're too weird, right? Like, and then be it being a mental illness. Like, I think if you tested all of us and, and there was some kind of barometer for quote unquote normal, we're all off of that to an extent, right? Like, but then at what point do you go, yo, man, my thoughts are my thoughts and whether they're rational or not, they're not rational to you, right? But they're perfectly rational to me. Right, but I would think you draw the line at what, like, do you act on those thoughts, right? Because I think we've all had sinister thoughts at some point. But maybe then what you, separates get, a truly sinister person, right? Like what separates an evil I, person? I would just, say if if you act on those thoughts, because there has to be a part of you that goes like, even though I, I think this and I feel this way, to take action on it is is fucked up. But is that mental illness or is that just you're just a fucked up human being? You know what I'm saying? Like like at what point do we just go, yo, some people are just dicks, bro. Like they're just fucked up and they think that way and they think that way is okay. Or... I don't know, man. Like, I, I just hate that we've sort of given a pass to all these guys. Like, oh, they suffer from a mental illness. Like, I'm sure there's some of it is that. It's not normal to think that way. But then again, we made the barometer for normal, right? So, like, who's to say? Like, at the end of the day, bro, we're animals. Like, yeah. we're animals who are looking out for our own survival. For Like, we're, we've sort of domesticated ourselves, right? Like, we have the ability to sort of, like, we're the only animal alive that knows it's going to die. So that makes us do crazy shit like i think through the course of our life and so like i don't know man i i just struggle now with going like i think mental illness is a real thing and i feel like in this culture we're in now we started to use that like too loosely and we started to give it a pass to people and then i feel like somewhere in there we've lost the there truly are just evil people out there man and then like because like could you make the argument that 
Dude, think about every dictator ever. Is that a mental illness, right? Is it narcissism? Yeah, is it like what? Like everyone has again. Like I'm like, if you tested me, I'm sh- I'm sure I'm gonna test off the charts for some weird shit too. Like I, I just don't know. Like at what point do we just go? You know, some people are just fucked up. Like I mean, it just is what it is. Like, uh, um. So I hate and it. I, and I don't think that mental illness necessarily gives them a pass. Um, you know, maybe mental illness is the is is the nice way of saying you're fucked up. <laughs> maybe you know what i mean right like like you just said like we just uh sort of come to the come to the realization that people some people are just fucked up and maybe we just like well that doesn't sound nice yeah i also you think know, if you struggle like if he's if you're lucid enough to go like man these thoughts aren't normal yada 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 then you're also lucid enough to go get yourself help like if you under if, if you're really struggling with man i'm feeling this way that doesn't feel normal to me i don't want to think this way yada 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 but then you go to the source like you can't go to the problem for the solution right so then you go to a message board of a bunch of other people who think like you who like again it's affirmation not information it's affirmation, right yeah and then it's like why wouldn't you just go check yourself into a a, a you know a mental health facility why wouldn't you i mean maybe you did i don't know like and so like to, I don't to, believe so. To me, if you if you think this and you true and you truly have remorse, or is this is this guy smart enough? Like, is his IQ high enough that he goes, "I'm going to leave these breadcrumbs," because then it looks like I really struggled with this, and then I did it. Like at this point, like I feel For like anything's purpose, on the though? table For, to to save your life. Eventually, that penalty. Yeah. So then you sit in jail for the rest of your life? Yeah, I feel like, bro. Some a lot of these guys are cowards, bro. Like you go, like I'm going to shoot a lot of people, but I don't want to die, right? Like so, I think. It's easy to to like at least not at someone else's hands. I feel like some of these guys are they're better they're they rather off themselves than you know get killed like in an electric chair or whatever the fuck or lethal injection. But someone like him, he has to be afraid of death because like most of these dudes off themselves before they get caught. Like you think about it, bro. You just kill ten people. Yeah, you're spending the rest of your life in jail, or they're gonna kill you. Right. Like so, you just blow your head off. Like I, so, when someone doesn't do that in this scenario, I'm like, okay, this guy's afraid to die. He's too much of a coward to do. You know, like it's it's just that I don't know. Makes sense. Yeah, it's so I I think that um, yeah, man, fuck this guy. I, I just he's, like I, and it just and now it I just get irritated because he watched the news now and they're just like you know mentally ill white man blah 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 and it's just like oh for fuck's sake, bro. Like. Like everyone can't be mentally ill, or we all are, and there and ergo, like you shouldn't get the pass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No, it's interesting, dude. On that, you sent me something um, uh, about a shit. Funny don't don't talk about that on here, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't no, not not that thing. Not that. Okay, okay, okay. Not like, damn shit. Sure. I know the other thing. <laughs> I sent you that in confidence, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Now you sent me um, a, a podcast to, oh, listen, to listen to, and it was what is the guy's name? I can't remember. The oh, uh, Lex Friedman. Lex, Lex Friedman. Yeah, yeah. And he interviewed um, a musician, and the musician is it's 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 irrelevant. But um, in that discussion, she talked about like people getting paid for producing like humans. Yeah. Right. Possibly. And so. I thought about that and then actually I'm kind of tying it into this whole mass shooting stuff and just because A, well, like, well, in going with the mass shooting shit, it's like, what if you produce bad humans? You pay a fine. You fight? <laughs> you fucking get a loan to go like pay to pay back. Well, yeah, because if we're going to compensate you for, for raising good humans, then should there be a punishment for a bad human or should or or is the punishment no compensation because i actually listen to her argument right and i go 
And I was like, oh, you know what? You know, and, and I've heard, I remember, uh, like, my, my wife is, she, she, she works part-time, but she's also, like, full-time, you know, mom and housewife, right? So, um, and, and, it, and it's true. Like, especially when, when, when kids are really young, they do a lot of shit, man. They're, they're just nonstop all day. And then, and they don't get paid for it. And producing humans is, is vital to our society. Right, just I mean if for the for the pure principle of of sending people to work. Yeah, yeah. Right, survival like, as a species. And right. Um, so I so I was like, oh, that that's interesting, right? If if you produce humans, period, do you get paid? If you produce good humans, are you then more valuable? Yeah, and then what's the barometer for good? Right. And then, but then if you produce humans that go out and kill people. Then now, do you owe the state? Yeah, but this is like North Korea. You know, if you commit a crime, your whole family does the jail time. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know that. So, like, uh, and and uh, or so be we like, hear, right? Be Nobody like, really ever be knows. like, get your shit together, Jack. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I'm gonna stop smoking that crack, motherfucker. I'm trying to stay out of prison. <laughs> like, bro, like I think. But you figure in those cases, right? The family takes care of it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, like yo. Like, don't worry about him. Yeah, don't worry. We and got he'd, him. He'd be like, "Where's Jack? He's I don't know. I don't know. He ran away from home. He disappeared. Home. <laughs> he went to South Korea. Meanwhile, the dog over there eating good. He like the fuck. <laughs> the dog been outside eating for a whole week. <laughs> What's in the trough, <laughs> bro? Like the the that shit, dude. Can you imagine like generationally, like you had to do prison time because of someone? And yo, sometimes it's dumb shit. Like like the stories that I've heard, yeah, will be something as simple as like you didn't have a photo up of King John Hoon oh, yeah. in your house, <laughs> and they'll come to your I house. Actually heard that? Oh, and they'll be like, oh, there's where's the picture of the whatever they call him, right. the fucking supreme being or whatever. And then like you'll go to jail, and then so does your family because you fucked up. Wow, yeah. man. you know how many people getting emancipated in that bitch? I, mean, I don't even know them. I don't even like no, them. But but I, but I think that there's I think that there's value to going like you're responsible, Yo, yeah. for for the humans you produce. Oh yeah, bro. It's like in class. Remember in class when it was like, yo, if everybody does this, then no homework or like right. everybody gets a pizza party, and you always had that one kid fucking around. We all keep them in check. Like, yep. hey, 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 <laughs> sit your ass down, bro. <laughs> Trying to get this pizza party, bro. Trying to get this pizza party, party. You about to fuck it up. (laughs) Sit down, bro. (laughs) Like, we will fuck you up after class, bro. Like, yeah, man, maybe there's something to that. Dude, I I wonder how you would do that. (sighs) Yeah, because there's so many subjective, like, what's a good human, right? What's a, yo, because going back to this mass shooter guy, right? There's a skill set there that you go, "Eh, it could work for our military. Does it work in the case of like a, a, a national defense, right? If you can harness sort of that aggression or that, I don't want to call it cold heartedness, but yeah, but yeah like no, it, it is, right? It's cold heartedness. It's like the, the, the ability to sort of distance yourself from another person and be able to do stuff like that. Like there's value in that to some, like to a cause, right? Like whatever that cause is, that there's value there. So like, do you take people who produce kids like that and you go, yo, these kids are our spies or our assassins or our we know whatever the, the the disposable sort of humans that you use for whatever you reason like i don't know man it brings up an interesting discussion because it's funny i've never thought about that and listening to that podcast i went fuck man she brings up a very valid point of like dude the value and everything is human right human capital is sort of the, the the most important capital and it's like should you be compensated for raising good human capital and then on the flip side of that i hadn't even considered that point until you brought it up earlier it's like what happens if you raise a shitty human being 
Like, are you punished? Did yeah, you she didn't talk about. Dude? She didn't talk about that. She either. talked about that part, bro. All she talked about was a good part. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, man, that's yeah, you can't you, you can't just get it for 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 making kids, right? Because if they do that today. It's called welfare. Yeah, I do. Like, and I don't. It's I know. I know. Child support for some. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I know we both know people that that have like, you know, like have kids so that they could get a bigger a bigger check. Yep. Right, and so 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 that can't be it. I know someone who just had another kid because their kid turned eighteen, and so they just had a newborn so that they can keep child support checks coming. Yeah, yeah bro. So hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, I don't want you to blow nobody's spot up. I'll blow up their spot up. Uh, I'll tell you off it. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. So they duped the guy who's paying child support already into no, no. having another kid? No, they found a new sucker. Oh. So they found a new sucker for the 18 year. Because the old guy was like, nah, nah, I ain't with that. But um, this would be like their third or fourth baby daddy. Um, and then they're, they're all in intervals, like far enough apart. And this person has lived off child support for a very, very long time. And they just made it so they got it for another 18 years. So, like, bro, yeah. Wow. You imagine having an 18-year-old, bro, starting from scratch? No. Again, bro? <laughs> I'm looking at my kids right now going like, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Just, just a few more years. A couple more years. You know, joke is out. Same, bro. Same. What was it? Somebody, I, I, I think I heard some comedian say something like, um, like I'm about to go from the supporter to the advisor. <laughs> so true, bro. You know what's funny though, man, is there's definitely a double standard in that. Um, because I would think about like my 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 son, and I would be like, yeah, bro, I'm getting advising, but like my daughter, I'd be like, nah, I'm, like I gotta take care of you know what oh, I mean. That, and I would that, I would definitely take care of both of them, but I think the idea of like, bro, you better figure that shit out is more for like my son than it. See, would be. and I wonder if so, like, and I don't know if it's because my wife's upbringing, but she's that way about about my sons. Mm-hmm. So I have one of my sons who will be like, oh, I'm staying with you guys like forever, right? And I, I know that's not gonna happen, but um, that's the way he feels right now. Yeah. And and she's like, yeah, like you can live here forever. And I'm like, the hell he can. The fuck he can. <laughs> be like, yeah, he can. <laughs> Guess who won't? Guess be who here. won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna he gonna support the household too. Yeah, you gonna need a roommate. <laughs> be like, peace, bro. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you know what you're signing up for, buddy. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I know I talked to someone recently who told me that when their kids went to college, both of them, they yeah. purposely bought a smaller house so that their kids couldn't move back in. So they have a guest Ooh. room so their kids could visit. Right, right, right. But there's not enough room for them to live there. Yeah. Like, we're, like, not, we're, like, we're not keeping your room intact. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's kind of smart, bro. So like, nah, I sold everything. And then we purposely bought a much smaller house so that they can't come and get comfortable. Like, they'll come and visit. And then it's like, all right, bro. Now, I wonder, do you do that because you have the kind of kids that will come back and get comfortable? I guess, right? Don't aren't One day all, though, I don't know. I don't know. Man. I never like, did. I mean, I never went back that's home. That's what I'm but, saying. Like, yeah. I, I can only I can only speak, speak for myself. Like, when I was when I was when I was done living at home, I was done living at home. Yeah, and I, and I was at 20. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm trying to think to that. Yeah, same. So I, I, I'm, but I also waited long. I was in my 20s already, so I wasn't like 18 and out sort of thing. So yeah, and I do remember this. I do remember when. Um, so when I came out of the Marine Corps, I was 24. And and um, our house was supposed to be done being built, 
and it and that was the year it was oh four when when all those hurricane no that wasn't oh four sorry it was ninety eight when all those tornadoes ripped through Kissimmee oh yeah that was before I moved down here okay so all these tornadoes ripped, ripped through Kissimmee and actually my house was being built and my house was damaged but all of the builders concentrated on the houses um, that were had people living in them and fixed those first. So mine was put mine was put on the back burner, and essentially I, I probably delayed six months. Oh wow! So I had to I had to live with my in laws, which I love my in laws. Yeah, they're, which they're, that's they're different cool. though. Do you count that? No, no, no. But I'm saying I had to live with them. But I remember, even though it was it was fine and you know treated fine and whatever, I remember like when I finally got my house, I, I'm like, thank God, like I, I I can't live I can't live with nobody. Yeah, you want your own space? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I can't imagine. One of the like, I love my kids, but although I have a joke, I have a running joke with my kid. Like one of them, I said, "This is you, the one I'm gonna live with, and you, the one I'm gonna go with to have some fun." Because I've already established that one of these kids is gonna be more successful than the other, <laughs> and so, more responsible, and more responsible. So I'm like, I'm living with you, <laughs> and then I need you to pick me up on weekends so we can go do shit. <laughs> But then drop me back off home. But then drop me back off, yes, at the safe space where I know they're going to have running water and the electricity always going to be on. (laughs) Yeah, we ain't couch surfing. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, the other free spirit is I don't trust them. (laughs) It's like, nah, bro, I'm being this bitch using like, I don't know, bars of soap that have been recycled or something. Like, nah. I was like, no, trust them. <laughs> Dude, talk to me about these fucking juveniles getting broken up. <laughs> Yo, did you see the story, bro? No. Oh, my God, bro. And I thought about this shit. I got I to gotta open this. I thought about this shit because we were talking about that story last week. And we and I was saying, like, you know how trash your dick got to be if it take two years to break you out of prison? Oh, yeah. And I hate to use this because these guys are juvenile, bro. But this chick named Victoria Toon, she was a corrections officer at a juvenile facility in Louisiana. She breaks out three of the juvenile delinquents, bro, and they go on the run. And they catch him in this random motel. Wait a minute. Um, so are all of them in the motel with Yeah, the with gym? her. So, you know, I'm guessing she's on the run, whatever. They need a place to stop. I'm, you should just keep running at that point in time. <laughs> but something tells me she really, really needed to get. She needed to stop at that hotel. She really needed to stop at this hotel, bro. And then what what sort of seals the deal for me is that she's got the biggest smile on her face and her mug photo, bro. <laughs> I got to show you just because you're, you're going to, yo, look at her face and look at the rest of these dudes. <laughs> uh, so the, what I'm looking at is uh, it's like three black teenagers and then and they're all they, they all got like the mug shot look yeah. going on. And then one white chick with a big old smile. She's the one who broke them out. <laughs> and she looked like she just got. <laughs> She's like, worth it. <laughs> you know, and I wonder, like, a juvenile facility, is, uh, you know, like, are you, how much time are you getting for that? Not much, right? You I, forget, would, I, I don't, I don't know. Would think that. For escaping from prison, bro? And and if you got a good lawyer, can't you just be like, bro, I was... I mean, she she's the authority. Like she was gonna pull me out. Like oh, I no, I mean following. For, I mean for her. Oh yeah, I don't. You figured that's a while. Is that bro. the same as if you're like a corrections officer in a in a normal jail? Yeah, aiding with, and with, abetting. With, with I, I think it's worse, right? Like you're taking juveniles. Like what else comes out of this? Like what if she did fuck them? Right. 
know what I'm saying? Like, you figure those charges are coming, aided and abetting a criminal's I'm coming. Ima- and- I imagine she fucked him. Like, it's not... You're you not, see that smile, bro? Yeah, that, well, judging by the smile, absolutely. And I remember a 16, 17-year-old, that was, I, that was my dick peak, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was downhill after that. Every, <laughs> <laughs> if you got in my dick after that, you got the poor part, bro. <laughs> you got the mediocre version, bro. That shit was... And she got three of them. You got the hickey, the hickey at 16, <laughs> the dick at 17. After that, forget about it. Forget about it, bro. It's like, damn. So she looked awfully satisfied in this photo, bro. And uh, and they look like they got post nut clarity. So, <laughs> <laughs> like what did we? <laughs> God damn, I should have stayed in that bitch. <laughs> I couldn't stop fucking laughing when I saw the mugshot, bro. Dude, and and now obviously them those guys want wanting to get out, right? Oh, but, sure, yeah. But man, like sex or or maybe lack thereof makes you do some crazy shit. I saw a story, man. <laughs> This fucking guy, um, it was a teacher in Michigan. I don't even know why you laughing. <laughs> um, this teacher in Michigan, he got catfished. And essentially, these uh, these teenagers, and I want to say they were like 14 and 15 years old, from a from a from like a neighboring school. Okay. Um, saw this guy's profile online on one of these like dating sites. So they create a false profile. Oh. Hit up this dude. And start sending him nudes of some random. It's not like them. they found online. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They found like you know they found a bunch of pictures. I guess of the same person and send him nudes. So what does the guy do? No, he sends nudes back. No. <laughs> and I look at that going like we ain't built for that shit, bro. No, bro. Right, like you just said, like the 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 post nut clarity, uh. right? Before that, we we the shit's real foggy. Yep, we won't think straight for nothing. We be like, you want a dick pic? Here's eleven. <laughs> don't give a fuck, bro. Be like, she wants. But then I got to thinking, like, fuck. Why would you send nudes to someone you haven't met yet? Yeah, like, do you have to know them first? I would. Think I so. would think so, man. Like, yeah, I would. Like, right when you talk talk to somebody on, you know, and and clearly they they didn't speak on. Um, I'm, I'm guessing they didn't speak in person because you'd be able to tell like a 14, yeah. 15 year old. I would hope you would hope. Right. And then, so, so, so essentially you probably haven't spoken to her. Um, you've only seen pictures and then you chat. Like, why would you do that? Now the guy's entitled to do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. So um, the long story short, he doesn't get convicted of any or charged with anything because it was essentially like consent. Right, because it was oh, because th- his it was intent like a, is he it thought a, it was another grown person. He thought he it was know. like a thirty-five-year-old woman. Ah, uh, okay. So in his mind, yeah, yeah, his intent wasn't to send it to minors, even that, even though that's who sent it. Fuck, right. bro. Yo, man, I'm so glad I'm not on these. Yo, can you, you imagine what it'd be like to be on these dating apps? Is that what you gotta do, bro? You gotta send dick pics and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, what's that like to somebody you hadn't met yet? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, you, there's you no talking back and forth. Like, hey, what do you like to read? And like, yeah, you, you're trying to get to know somebody. Then it's like, you know, let me see your pee pee, bro. <laughs> let me see how if the, it's worth it. How the fuck does that come up? You'd be bro? like, forget it. Then again, I, I, yeah, <laughs> never mind. You imagine you get ghosted after a dick pic, bro. Damn, man. 
I don't I don't think my ego can handle if that. If I bro. can Yeah. Just it just goes silent. It just goes silent. It's fucking the uh the profile disappears. Yeah, bro, she deletes her whole <laughs> shit. Can't find her no more. Springs up as Kate. And I say this, but you know, as guys, we would definitely be like, let me get the nudes. <laughs> but then uh, I can't imagine me sending a dick pic if I ain't met you, bro. I'm not confident enough to, to just be out here. Yeah, that's weird, man. I don't know. Dude, and the, the whole dating, I know it's so normal for everybody now, but the whole even online like Tinder profile thing is just bizarre to me, man. Like the. But Tinder's like for fucking, right? Yeah, like Bumble is supposed to be more for like dating. Tinder's just for hookups. Yeah, like, yeah. Tinder's like like you you're somewhere for which, whatever. Which I can sort of understand that. Like I guess, bro. I, I guess to that point, then man, if you just trying to fuck, then maybe we should see the the cash and prizes, right? <laughs> like, like if you just trying to fuck, like, I didn't think about that. Yeah, like then yeah, I should see what. Like I'm not gonna pull up if it's trash. Like let me see. Yeah. So if you want to see, yeah, I guess if you got to see the dick. But then on the flip side, I'm going to be like, man, let me see the JJ, bro. Make sure it ain't roast beef looking like it got ran over. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I got to be like, nope. Like, if, if there's still people coming out of there, like, I, I'm out. <laughs> like, and I, I, need like, I need, like, a time date stamp on that yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly, bro. You, I need to hold you. Stand next to the newspaper. With a newspaper. <laughs> I need you holding the current newspaper. <laughs> and then spreading the lips. I want to make sure there's a human still inside. <laughs> That's so fucking weird, man. I don't know. That, I'm glad I don't have to do that, bro. <laughs> I just, you know, and and I didn't, I didn't see in the story like why the kids would do that. I mean, it's funny. I see why. <laughs> I guess for, for them, <laughs> for them, yeah, yeah. As a 14 year old, 15 year old, I would. Well, yeah, and and then they and then they spread the nudes around the because they had friends in the school. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Mr. Sheffield's dick. Yo, that's gotta. Yo, do you have to ask for a transfer of schools? Fuck, man. Like, would you in continue this day going? And age, bro, with, you have with the, to, right? With, like, you have to leave the state. Yeah, you would have to, bro. Unless you packing, then you like, yeah. <laughs> Be like, I told you. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Tell your mom I said what's up. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd be like, yo, if I had a, a flattering a picture of my dick, bro, let, <laughs> let let some kid make a comment. So maybe that was it, right? Maybe maybe he did, and then he just goes like, eh, she wants to see it. Fuck it here. Yeah. If it gets out, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like uh, whatever, bro. And, you know, some of us don't give a fuck. We'd be like, eh, sh- show it to your friends. I don't give a shit. <laughs> let's, get, let's get some feedback. The <laughs> no, more the merrier. No, please show it to your <laughs> friends. <laughs> I'd like their honest feedback. <laughs> bro, uh, yeah, do you? I don't know. I would have fun with that shit, too. If they saw it, I'd be like, eh, listen, I, I <laughs> like, funny story. I attached it with your report card when I took it. <laughs> <laughs> it's into the wrong woman. That was Turns your out mom. Your, your dad liked it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wildin', bro. Oh, man. Yo, hit me with the Spirit Airlines. That's, that's got to be. That? Yo, I had this story up here, man, for a couple of weeks, and, and I was bummed out that we didn't get to bring it up before. But um, I, I, it gave me a little relief because you know how I feel about Spirit Airlines. We talk about Spirit here all the time. Yep. But um, Spirit Airlines right now, the, the union officials have been complaining um, because they uh, the crew, they're saying the Spirit Airlines has the crew uh, sleep on the floor floor of the airports uh, and being stranded for 30 hours at a time so it just gave me comfort in knowing that spirit treats his employees equally as shitty as they treat the customer <laughs> <laughs> so, so and dude don't mo- well i shouldn't say that um or i should say all airports 
have surrounding hotels. Yes. And, and at least some attached to it. Yeah. And, and, some of them and, have and attached. Surrounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, but you figure if it's, if it's not attached, there's definitely. In the vicinity for sure. Yeah, there's definitely something. You can't put your people up. Nah, bro. It costs so much money, bro. As much as spirit be niggling diamond you, bro, and then raise, raise your prices, spirit. Yeah, for real, bro. Yeah, I would prefer you just charge just me more and make it a better prices, experience, bro. Yep. bro. I tell you what, man. I, and um, when I was flying to New York, I, I went whenever in last month, no March, um, and my wife was helping me look for for flights, and dude, she was hitting me up with some of the spirit ones. And then I go, no, because look, like I got to pay for the bag and I got to pay for this to pick a seat and I got to pay for and I'm like, no. Just- oh, do you want the oxygen mask? Yeah. <laughs> Another $50. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a seatbelt? <laughs> $25 each way. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, but, but if you look at that, right, if unless you're like, don't care where you sit and you have a backpack. That is the only way that I can say that it would, like, financially make sense. Yeah, if it's a short, like, I've done it on short flights and I didn't mind it as much. You know, like, hour and a half, two hour flights. And you're by yourself. Like you said, and I'm with a backpack. Right? Yeah, and you're just like, okay, quick, in and out. Yep. But, yo, they be using these little Wright Brother airplanes and shit. And then like, <laughs> okay, everybody get out and push now at the same time. <laughs> like, I can't stand that shit, man. It's, they're so bad. I've never had a good experience on a Spirit or Frontier. Um, I, I had a good experience on, on Spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, going to up to Atlantic City. Dude, I had a Frontier experience going into Denver. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and then uh, and the Spirit ones are just always uncomfortable, bro. The chairs just suck. It's like those folding chairs at the Quinceañeras. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> so bad, bro. So bad. And then I'm like, I always buy the more leg room usually when I fly. Yep. And like I don't think you, Spirit you can't has buy, that. Nah, yeah, no, can't. man. They're just like you. I think you can get smaller. Like, <laughs> it's just so bad, bro. The, it's like, do you want to travel down with the bags? Yeah. You can save ten dollars. <laughs> but we're gonna charge you more for the bag because <laughs> you have access to it during the flight. <laughs> so net net, you end up back in the same spot. <laughs> but it's so. Shitty, bro. Oh, but yeah, it gave me comfort that they treat their employees the same way. So at least I don't take it personal now. There you go, man. See, so, so shout out to you, Spirit, for keeping that same energy. Keep we always talk about this. <laughs> Keep that same energy, <laughs> no matter who you, deal. no matter who you're dealing with, and y'all do it for the employees too. So you know, I gotta respect it, dude. NBA playoffs, man. Oof, you gotta hit up um, the, the the final four essentially, right? You got in the East, you got the Celtics and the Heat, yep, and then you got. Um, who the hell is in the West? It's uh, Golden, uh, State Golden State and Dallas. That's it, Dallas. Yeah, man. That was that, a surprise. Yeah, I thought so. That was also too, man. But uh, Patrick Beverly didn't think so. Yo, Luca was just bullying motherfuckers, and Patrick Beverly been talking shit, bro. Like, dude, when I when I first saw it, for those of you who are not seeing, Patrick Beverly is 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 he playing on the Clippers right now? Minnesota. Or is he, that's who he, that's who he's with. Minnesota. He came out there talking shit, saying that they wanted. To play Phoenix, I never seen a bench guy talk as much shit as Patrick Beverly. I was gonna bro. say, is he come? Is he a starter finally? No, I don't think so, bro. I don't know I that he is either. He's a role player. I will say this, man. He's from a fan standpoint, he's entertaining to for watch. Sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because he does some like unorthodox shit. And, yeah, and the guy, the guy can shoot. When and he's he, a troll. He's on and he's a troll, so it makes him entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought he was a perfect guy to actually bring on these talk shows because. 
Like every, like all of us, right? The guy has an opinion. Yeah, and he talks shit. He's not afraid he, to talk shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he basically came out there and was like talking shit about about Chris Paul, and like how no one is no one is scared to face Chris Paul, and he can't guard anybody. And I mean, he kind of went in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Barnes was on some other show, and Matt Barnes put it good where he was like, "Yo, man, like slow, like slow down. You and me, like we." We have career. We were career role players. Yeah, like you're talking about a Hall of Fame guy. Like, yeah. like have some respect. Was Chris Paul's thing? The God point guard God or whatever they call him, like the the goat of the point yeah, guard. Like, yeah. I, I what I will say is I think what he's referring to is like people in the league don't necessarily fear Chris Paul, and I would agree with that. Like, I don't know that you're overly preparing for Chris Paul if you're facing the Phoenix Suns. So from that perspective, I did agree with him. Yeah, but I also I, think Patrick Beverly's one of those guys that's going to talk the shit that everybody talks behind closed doors and he's not afraid to say it out, which right. is what makes him entertaining in this role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so I don't do because what, I would say people don't even like joining you? him, though. What point guard are you afraid of? Dude, I can't think of a point guard in the league right now other than what's Luka? Luka's got to be a two guard, right? He's not a point. Is he even a two? Might be a small it's, forward. It's a big ass he, too. He's well, Dad. He's just such a like a bully. He doesn't look like he's that big, but he just be muscling like dudes, man. <laughs> and it doesn't matter who guards him. Even the big dudes that guard him, he's just he's more nimble than the big guy. Man, I guess LeBron was a point. Well, he was a shooting guard. Sasha. Yeah, I don't he's know shooting guard. But I can Other than like a maybe maybe like a um, a Magic Johnson or maybe like a, yeah, like an Isaiah yeah, Thomas. That Jason Kidd would would. Well, I don't know that you're afraid of them. But. You're not afraid of them, but the, you know you got they have they're sort of like the the, the ring generals. Right? Allen Iverson. Yeah, but no, he was, he was a two, bro. Allen Iverson. Snow was a two? Snow was the point. Wow. Remember that? Yeah. Eric was it Eric Snow? Yeah, and if you're a woman, maybe just Rajon Rondo. You're afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I almost spit out my drink. <laughs> Dude, is he on, like, somebody just got, like, a restraining, a restraining order, Restraining right? order against him because they said he was abusive or something. Like, it's always a little people, Is bro, he still playing? He is, evidently. I think Cleveland, maybe? I don't remember seeing He's him on, on a, roster. a roster somewhere, man. He, he was on one of the playoff teams, I think. I can't remember. He's on one of the first-round playoff teams, I think. I, then I missed it because he was with the Lakers for a minute. Yeah, and then he stopped. and he went to Atlanta, and then he got traded back to the Lakers. And he yeah. went to the Clippers. He was all over, man. He's been all over the place. But yeah, dude, <laughs> I can't think of any. I do. I will say, I think he's. I mean, Chris Paul is. He said he's going to be one of the greatest of all time. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. On, on the flip side of that, man, where I will agree with Patrick Beverly is like, I don't think people are scared of him. I also don't think people want to join him, dude. How many people have left their team to go play with Chris Paul? Seems to be the other, the other way around. No, and everyone's had the opportunity to you, right? You figure LeBron's had that opportunity, um, Durant's had that opportunity, you know, the Warriors have had opportunities. I'm sure to scoop up Chris Paul. Like everyone's had a chance to play. You know, Melo, at, at, you know, in his sort of peak, had so the what opportunity. Is, what, what, what does it hit against him? <clears throat> I think from what I've heard is the he's very demanding. Like as a as a which which you know wouldn't bother me, but it, a lot of people have said he's an asshole to sort of play with, and then maybe the asshole doesn't match the skill set. You know what I mean? Or, or like the skill set doesn't match the asshole. Gotcha. Rather. Which maybe it may now it makes sense because you got Devin Booker who's a young guy. Correct. Right. So kind of looks up to right, to and you can bu- and you can bully him around, yeah. and it sort of works with this team, but it doesn't work with other vets who are looking at you going, bro, like calm the fuck down. You know, like 
It's never worked with him and older players. You think about sort of the Clippers, that's where it went sideways. They're saying guys like Blake Griffin and like DeAndre Jordan and all that. They didn't take too kindly to him, like barking at them and doing that. Uh, so that's okay. sort of been the knock. There's also, man, like a lot of talk in the league that he's one of the dirtiest players in the league. So there's there's that like knock on him too, where like people kind of talk about it low key. Like I know like uh, people like even on the, in the uh, officiating circles who go, yeah, that guy's like really dirty, like maliciously. Oh dirty, wow. I feel like yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. Chris Paul is always an enigma to me because obviously he's a great player, and I do think he's a Hall of Famer. But I also wonder why no one ever wanted to join him. And then I and, and I would agree. I don't think any like I, if you're playing a team with Chris Paul in it, I don't know that you're watching extra tape for Chris Paul. And in fact, they shut him down. Like didn't seem like they were trying hard. Jason Kidd Dude, had a great after, game plan for him after game two. After game two, yeah, just shut him down. And then in game seven, it was almost like. Dude, I loved where they they had the mic'd up Jason Kidd and they were showing him barking. Oh yes, he's on the he's on the he's on the sidelines and he's freaking, like waving yes, and stuff. Yes, and he's yes. calling. And I love that they did it on defense and not on offense because you know obviously we know Jason Kidd knows how to run an offense. Yeah, uh, you know one of the greatest point guards of all time. But just to see him barking orders on the defensive side as a coach, and then as the ball moved, he's like on fire about everything. And to see the way that team rotated and responded to like, yeah, I mean, their no, defense was, awesome, was lights man. out, man. And I, I thought that was really cool to see. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, Jason Kidd didn't get a chance to win an, a championship, right? Because he, he was with he those Nets teams. Dallas. He won a he Dallas, that Dallas team. Yeah, 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 yeah. With Nowitzki? With Nowitzki, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, he, so okay. he did finally win one there. Oh, good for um, him. Yeah, yeah, I was happy for him, man. Because again, those Nets teams, he made it twice. Yeah, and he got he washed. It, like, man. yeah, he got washed by those Lakers with the Shaq Kobe teams, and then uh, he got washed one more time, uh, maybe, or maybe eliminated, you know, by like LeBron or whatever in the East, like in those early c- Cleveland years. Yeah, I don't remember, but I, I, I didn't think he won a title. But I forgot about that Dallas. Yeah, it was, but it would if be he cool. won one. It was Dallas. Yeah, yeah, it, it would be cool to see him. To win as a coach, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I like and I like that. You know, I like Mark Cuban as an owner. I always felt like he does right. I hope they give Luca a two that's like worthy of because man, is Luca the best young player in the NBA right now? Like, if not, it, then it'd be hard pressed to go. Who are you building your team around? And and his name is not the first one that you come up. It with. has to be right. Like, I just don't. You know, I wonder about his longevity because he looks. He just looks. I don't know how he takes care of his body. But he looks like one of those dudes that when he's 30, he's going to look old. No, I would agree with that because I say that all the time. Like, I've had conversations with my brother when we talk about it. And I go, Luca just looks like like he drinks. You know, he looks like your uncle that drinks, but he knows how to play ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, just, like he's still got that baby fat on him. <laughs> like, we all played with a he's guy like draining that. draining shit. Yeah. And you're like, how the fuck is he making yeah. this shot? Why is he making that? Why is he athletic? Why can't I block this? Why is he? Like, yeah, he has that, like, feel about him. So I wonder if he starts taking himself serious. You know, like I fear almost if he wins a title too early, like now, like it does it hurt him longevity wise because maybe the drive isn't there anymore. Like once he wins a ring and he wins it this young, whereas maybe if it takes him a little bit longer, but he can smell it, you know, maybe it forces him to do a little extra work during the off season. Maybe uh, it forces maybe. him to, I, I don't know, you know, like. Oh, it forces the the organization to put another piece around him. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think. Time will tell if he just looks fragile, and it's weird to say that about a bigger guy like that. But there's something about him that you go, man, is this guy gonna hold up post thirty? You know, which is yeah, like I don't see him playing at thirty-seven. No, it doesn't look like it. Not unless he has some drastic, or maybe there's the way he's built. But then I would say your body's not meant to be built like that, and then be you know put these hard miles on them, you know, knee wise and yeah, ankle wise and all like that. Chris Chris Paul is what thirty-seven, just friend. Yeah, and then and then isn't LeBron at that LeBron's age as well? Thirty-seven, also yeah. So I don't. 
Yeah, so we'll so, so we'll see, man. So, man. We'll see, man. I'm 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 I think that series is gonna be super fun because I'd love to see what Golden State do. You throw Draymond at Luca or Clay. You, you does Clay go and then Draymond come to help once Luca gets past the free throw line. Like I, I just how yeah, you defend him is know, gonna be man. interesting, man. That should be, be good. He has a mismatch up top, uh, and do you throw Clay at him because Clay's kind of long, so that would be fun. But then you wear Clay out on the defensive side. You know what does that do on the shooting end? Like it'll be. I'd be really curious to see how they play. Yeah, that or do you try to do you try to let like shut down shut down everybody else and let him get his points? Yeah, you just go Luca drop fifty. That's fine. Like, but nobody else is getting anything. And in some ways, maybe you're better off doing that because you go you can't sustain that for four or five games, right. six games, whatever it is. Like, you'll be so worn out by the tail end that if you take if you just take everybody else out of it and you force them to be a hero, then guys, right, so give me a prediction. <clears throat> what you got? Who's in the finals? Man, it's hard for me not to think Golden State and um, Miami, man. Going Golden State, Yeah, Miami. speaking of, man, let's see. Where's that game at? I don't know. It's got to be over by now. Final, Heat, 118-107. Yeah, mm. I... Um, in a in a on um, teams where they don't have massive super... And I know Jason Tatum's turning into a star, but, like, I, I tend to lean towards the coaching, and Spolster's been there, man. Do and you got your uncle in there, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, bro. J- Jimmy, Jimmy, gonna do it, man. I feel like uh, there's something about that team that you go. I don't know if they're gonna win a title, but they're definitely. I think just the experience and all that's gonna get them. Yeah, I think I think this year is their their best opportunity that they've mm-hmm. had in a long time. Yeah, to win a title for sure. Especially you know if you get you know if you get a Dallas team that's sort of inexperienced and stuff on the other side, maybe. The Warriors, I think, come out of the West just because, again, man, I gotta trust the um, the pedigree. <clears throat> yeah, they've they've been there, done that. Like when when it gets down to a game six, game seven, you know, the three point game, whatever it is, like I trust that roster more than I trust the Dallas roster, and I trust the coaching more than I trust Dallas. Even though right, Jason Kidd's right. not a new coach, but you know, still, I think uh, Jason Kidd doesn't have the roster that Steve Kerr has. So right. You know, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna go here and say Miami, uh, Golden Miami State. Golden State, yeah. and then well, no, we'll leave it there. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll wait we'll, for that. Man. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, I gotta tease that, that man. Gotta, yeah, you gotta talk about that in two weeks, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, man. How we doing on time? Oh, a minute and uh, nine, man. We're, we're good. A minute and nine, or a minute, an hour nine. Jeez, an hour nine. You know what I'm saying? Time flies when you're having fun, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> talk to me about ball, guys. Yo. Shout out because I'm I'm gonna join this club here. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've been losing my hair for a long time, <laughs> so I was very happy. Only in sections, yeah. In the yeah, <laughs> patches. We have patches. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, male pattern baldness. <laughs> so in the spirit of my my fellow brethren and and in the spirit of equality, because I know that's how we all care so much about equality between men and women. Um, it is now a judge has ruled that calling men bald is sexual harassment. Uh, because baldness happens predominantly in men. And so if you use bald as an insult now, because it is predominantly a male uh, disease, if you will, or condition, then it is now a form of discrimination against uh, bald men, of sexual discrimination against bald Did they bald say where this so, is? Uh, it's here, bro. It's like uh, George Bloomberg calling out. No, no, man. Uh, is this Supreme Court? No, it's... Um, no, I don't have it here. I got to look. But this is on Bloomberg, and it's a judge here. The hilarious part is the ruling was made by a panel of three men who, in making their judgment, bemoaned their old baldness. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> of course they so did. So three bolt men decided <laughs> to call in men bolt. It's considered structure. I, because I'm a fan of equality and all, uh, I'm with this, bro. <laughs> you know how Good I am. Good call, guys. You know how I am. Good call, guys. Stand up. Yeah, no man left behind. Dude, I saw this story um, that it was uh, it was talking about like the the abortion laws, the recent like abortion laws in in in, in some of the bigger states, right? Texas, Oklahoma did one. Okay. We did one here. Um, yep. Right past, like, what is it, up to past, up up to 15 weeks, yep. right? Anything past 15 weeks, you can't do it. Anyway, in light of all of that, I saw this story of, and, and, and I guess in certain places, or maybe, the, maybe all of them, the laws are written and they actually state women, which rightfully so, right? Because mm-hmm. women can't, women are the only ones that can bear children. This This transgender dude goes doesn't apply to me i'm a man but guess what i can still have kids yeah bro which i'm assuming at some point loophole to get yeah somebody's gonna get a hold of that and go like okay any human (laughs) humans can't have abortions right anything pregnant basically but i believe that the the way that the law is written is is biological it's like it's like women it's just like women like women you know can't have abortions so challenge that in court and then because you'll go like i'm not a woman does the definition go by what you identify as or what your biological makeup is like that's what it'll be that should go to like a supreme court or something that's like that but like Oh, it's a good way to find. I like me a good loophole, bro. <laughs> Use those a few times. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, technically, <laughs> fuck, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that's a good one, dude. We're we're gonna be in this weird space now where we can't have labels for anything. You're gonna have to rewrite all these laws. Like, you can't call anybody anything anymore. Like, you, we, I don't know where to draw the line on certain things. Like, you know, it's funny, man. I think um, there there is something to history where it shows like historically the the fall of a lot of like and i'll just say like historical like empires Mm -hmm. have come when the lines have been blurred between the sexes that like the roman empire the greek empire the mesopotamia the early egyptian empire yeah yeah. So remains to be seen what'll uh, what'll play out here. Yeah. Listen. To be fair, too, in ancient Egypt, you were given uh, time off as a man a month to take care of your wife when she was menstruating. So yeah. don't ask me why I know that. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking one of those things. But <laughs> well, I'm glad you know it. It's fu- it's funny how this shit is all sort of cyclical, right? Like we think we could have came up with it now, but at some point in time, people were comfortable as fuck, and they went. Eh, what else can we bitch about? Right. I should be able to stay home and take care of my wife when she has her period. I would think as a man, I'd be like, get me the <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. Like, those, are the, those are the weeks you sent me on a, yeah. on, a, on a trip. Yeah, yeah. Columbus ain't got a boat leaving this week. <laughs> <laughs> How long? How long? <laughs> Throw me on that bitch. I volunteer. I'll, I'll do anything on that. <laughs> All right, bro, on that, tell them where they can find us. Man, if you're not already following us, uh, at the Carbon Football Podcast on IG, at Carbon Football Podcast on TikTok, uh, the Carbon Football Podcast on YouTube. Um, 
uh, Facebook, the Carl Food Podcast, and then uh, anywhere where you listen to uh, to music, man, to audio or any podcast, man, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Jill Savin, Ghana, uh, Podchaser, Amazon Music, um, Pocket Cast, all of it, man. We're in so many, and we keep adding some uh, weekly to pop up. You can also, if you li- if you have us on Facebook, you can actually stream it on Facebook too now. So um, it's embedded within the Facebook page, and if you follow us on Facebook, it'll it'll show up in your feed, so you can listen through there. So. Awesome. And as always, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for the feedback. Um, heard from a, a, an old friend of mine that I haven't seen in years. Um, had no idea the guy was listening. Um, shout out to you, Dave, your wife, Gail. Um, we appreciate you guys. Thank you, man. Um, definitely. Um, all the comments. Um, it was funny seeing people that you had never met this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, look at you and go, oh, I recognize the I voice. Mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, I, oh, I never recognize that voice from somewhere. Yeah, cool. no, so that was awesome, man. So, so uh, you know, I think weekly we we hear about people that we don't know that listen. We appreciate you guys. So, um, hit us up, whether it's on IG, on Facebook, or whatever, and uh, let us know what you think. And if you're listening, we appreciate you. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Peace.